0: Can't believe I'm about to talk about this. I know, I know. Happy birthday. (laughs) No, dude, today- This is what we're taking it out on, guys. Today is a guilty pleasure coming-of-age movie, like when I was coming-of-age, really. I've never seen this before. This was my first time. It's wild and silly, isn't it? Eh, something like that. (laughs) Mid. What is it with you and the high school- literature call out like i don't know i don't know i think you spent too much time in jill's humanities class okay i really do think you did because like (laughs) like even outside of class i think you were in there a little too much you did this with chaucer mere months ago i did not with heath ledger (laughs) listen to me i I won't i won't hear it (laughs) there's no excuse anymore i see who you are i see what you're about Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where we burn, we pine, we perish. For Heath Ledger. Stop, you're gonna be a pill about this, I just know you are, it's always hot, so what? Is that the main appeal of this for you? It's, it is, it's the Heath Ledger, it's him being sexy that's the main appeal of this for you. I'm sorry, did you watch the same movie I watched? I did, I did, and what is this man doing in a high school? I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. <laughs> and this week we are covering the 1999 film, 10 Things I Hate About You. It's your last birthday coverage. Yeah, guys, we are going to be taking next week off while we prepare the episode for Labor Day weekend. Sure, because you're going to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell them where you're going. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm taking a little vacation. You might be mobbed by fans. No. Oh, Please. <laughs> Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K I C K N S T R E A M. You can write the show at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join this little watch party, I guess. Yeah. Stop it. (laughs) Don't be this way. Guys, if you haven't taken a look at the Patreon yet, we've just started our coverage of The Haunting of Hill House. Guys, it's Carrie Ann's pick for a long-form coverage. It's spooky times. Yeah, I know you people. I know you people who already have Halloween decorations up. I know. I've been in your homes. And I'm sure our patrons will be very happy for some fresher content. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's been a lot of jadams. It has been a It's lot been of jadams. all jadams all the time on the Patreon. But guys, we got a new, new long-form coverage out for you. And guys... Please become a little onion contributor at the $5 level on our Patreon. We got the link provided for you right there. You'll get access to all of our bonus content, all of our long-form coverage, all of our television coverage, uh, So maybe some stuff outside the timeline, some outtakes. We're having fun. Sometimes we're just shooting the shit. You know, it's just it's just us. It's $5 extra worth of us. <laughs> $5 extra worth. You're guaranteed two posts a month, and you're actually getting more than that. You're getting double time up until October because of long-form seasons. Yeah. So. Uh, All right. Are you ready for this? I...
1: (laughs) All right. There's a difference between like and love.
0: Because I like my Skechers, but I love my Prada
1: backpack. Bianca Stratford is the most popular girl at Padua High. You're asking me out? I'm down. I've got the 411. And you are not going out and getting jiggy with some boy. I don't care how dope his ride is. Her sister, Kat, is something else entirely. People perceive you as somewhat tempestuous. Point witch is the term used most often. The only thing they have in common... I am the only girl in school who's not dating. Oh, no, you're not. Your sister doesn't date. ...is one simple rule. Okay, you can date. When she does. But she's a mutant. What if she never dates? And you'll never date. Oh, I like that. For Cameron, no one will go out with her. It's a problem. And hey, what about him? I heard he ate a live duck once. So you two are gonna help me tame the wild beast? Absolutely. Touchstone Pictures presents A Story for Every Guy Who's Ever Tried. You never give up, do you? Was that a yes? No! Well, then was that a no? No! Every girl who's ever hoped. This is not good. good. And anyone who's ever been taken completely by surprise. She kissed me. Where? In the car. 10 Things I Hate About You.
0: Okay, so... I've never been a big fan of The Taming of the Shrew, which is the William Shakespeare play that this movie is, quote, inspired by. I, d- <laughs> I, 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 I d- <sighs> No, I know. I, I know. I, I, I'm sorry. You and I took the exact same note. This is literally a show about a bunch of men. That decides. Wow, I would like it if that woman was less shrill. Oh my Let's god! Let's fuck with her and loosen her up a little bit. It's awful. Let's tame the shrew. Yeah, it's about putting uppity women in their place, right? Okay, okay Bill. I just, yeah. Whatever. Not not his finest. It's a comedy. <laughs> yeah, eh. it is a romantic comedy. I know, I hate it, and like you don't, you I, love it. You I, picked it for birthday stop. month. Stop. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I know it's not the best message. You just really like the way the boys look in this movie and Stop. You want, and you wanted to be the girls. Like, that's fine. like A little bit. It kind of imprinted on me a little you bit. You were seven years old when this movie came out. So I don't know when you developed a liking for it. But <laughs> did you read Taming of the Shrew in school at all? Not before I saw this. <sighs> no, I know. Okay. All right. Playing our heroine, Katarina Stratford, today, we have Julia Stiles- I don't know her from hardly anything. No, I know. I know her from this. I know her from uh, Mona Lisa Smile. Yep. She had some show on TV once about being <laughs> a mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but I remember seeing those ads all the time. Uh, she was in Silver Linings Playbook. Please also welcome back to Kicking and Streaming uh, Heath Ledger. Oh, my God. Um, He's playing Patrick Verona today. (laughs) I know. Nice name. Doesn't that just make you heave? Oh, my God. Oh, it does say the Australian bad boy. Okay, so he's supposed to be Aussie. Yeah, no. Okay. (laughs) I... That's so funny. I thought he was trying to do an American no, accent. No, no, oh no, no. Oh my God. I'm so- Heath, I'm sorry. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Heath, we love you. You've been with us on the show before. You were with us when we did The Patriot. He was in A Knight's Tale. He was with us when we did A Knight's Tale, yes. And The Dark Knight. Absolutely. Folks, please welcome to Kicking and Streaming, Mr. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I don't believe we've had him here yet. No. He's so cute in this. He is cute. Oh, my God. He is playing Cameron. Uh, Cameron James. I hate that. I know. I hate it when people have two first names. <laughs> as a first name and a surname. You guys know him from Third Rock from the Sun. Angelson in the Outfield. Wasn't he in Inception? Uh, or did that movie trick me into thinking that? he's He voiced Jim Hawkins in Treasure Planet. Y'all, we love Treasure Planet. We'd, I'd never seen it. You what? I've never seen Treasure Planet. Oh my God. And no, we're watching Game of Thrones later. Um, <laughs> he was in, oh, he was in the, all, that, that, uh, he was uh, Snowden. Yes. In, in Snowden. Oh. Uh, all, the, Oliver Stone. What a... Is... <laughs> what a crazy person. Uh, he was also in the our boy Aaron Sorkin's The Trial the Chicago 7. Yeah. He was one of the bad guys. He worked for the federal government. Um, <laughs> please welcome to Kicking and Streaming, Larissa Olenek. Uh, I only know her from other things. I was staring at her face the whole time. And I'm like, I know her. I know her from something. I know that face. And... It's, she's Cynthia Cosgrove from Mad Men. She's she's Ken Cosgrove's wife. Yeah. I mean, she's in other things, but that's all I'm going to mention. No, she's playing Bianca today, Kat's annoying little sister. Please welcome him back. We've got Larry Miller here with us today. (laughs) He was with us when we did uh, Princess Diaries and Max Keeble's big move this summer. God. uh, Oh, my God. He's also in The Nutty Professor and, like, you know, the the Princess Diaries sequel. He's a big, uh, he's a frequenter of Christopher Guest mockumentaries. (laughs) so he is playing Mr. Stratford their dad today Mm -hmm. we have Andrew Keegan hey I know you're the baddie in this film but like if you're unhappily married (laughs) or anything like that would love to treat you to a crab cake stop anyway um Broken Hearts Club uh (laughs) Party of Five Moesha He is so cute. I know. I really can't stand it. (laughs) Andrew, he's playing Joey Eat Me Donner. (laughs) I hate Joey. He's awful. We have David Krumholtz with us today. He's playing uh, Michael Ekman. He is in Harold and Kumar. He's in the Santa Claus franchise. Yeah, he's the elf in the Santa Uh, Claus franchise. Yeah, that guy. I we have okay listen I did not know this character existed until literally the back quarter of the film really yes Mandela oh yeah cat's friend played by Susan May Pratt like she got no screen time. Hardly at all, Like, yeah. I... Uh, we have Gabrielle Union. Yeah, from uh, Bring It On. Playing Chastity Church today. Yeah, she's uh, she's all that and loving basketball. She was on All That. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daddy's Little Girls playing Mr. Morgan, we have Daryl Mitchell here with us today. He, We're welcoming him back to Kicking and Streaming. He was with us when we covered Galaxy Quest. He was Tommy Weber. Yes, he was! And uh, now he is, uh... He's there. He, he's Mr. Morgan. He's their English teacher. I love him. I don't! You don't? He's got some whack-ass decision-making. Um... <laughs> We've got David Leisure as Mr. Chapin. He's the coach of the girls' soccer team. (laughs) The one who keeps getting hurt throughout the whole movie. We know him from Empty Nest, which is a spinoff of The Golden Girls. I remember that. And folks, last but not least, please welcome back to kicking and streaming. My comfort character actress herself. Alice and Janney. Alice and Janney! Oh my god, guys. She was, she's was. she been with us a ton. She was with us when we did The West Wing, when we did The Help. She was with us when we did Juno. She was with us... Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. She was with us. <laughs> she was with us. I know. We're so self-indulgent the way we act like we're friends with these people. I know, I know. <laughs> she's plays Miss Perky, Padua High School's guidance counselor and writer of erotic fiction. No! Uh, that's That's my favorite part of the movie, character <laughs> it's at those first ten minutes with Alice and Janney. Ten minutes I love about this movie. This is the first time we're seeing a lot of these people. No, I know. Yeah, right? It's wild. Like, they were not big yet. And oh boy, a touchstone picture. That is my first note. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, and the guitar. Oh, no, Ross, I have one question for you. What? How long has it been? It's been one piece to look at me. to the side and I'm out. Can
1: come back and see me three days the living room i it my fault, but couldn't tell you you've me but it be two days till
0: I can it get Oh, my God. We are in Seattle, Washington. Hate it. Um, (laughs) I know. I'm just kidding, Seattle. We love you. It's just (laughs) kind of drab up there, isn't it? Well, that was the reason I said I hate it is because it's like, I don't know how by what miracle of God they managed to find every day of sunny weather in Seattle for this shoot. It's not cloudy at all. I used to think it was Cali. Oh, to go to high school in a palace in Washington State in 1999. It is kind of a palace, isn't it? Padua High. It's just... it's a public school. Yeah. Padua High School and it's in a fucking castle. (laughs) Basically, like... It's real posh digs. We get this shot of this car full of popular girls listening to the bare naked ladies, and this other car pulls up alongside them. What is this car? I can't when remember. When are we? We're in 1999. I know, but like, what is the car she's driving? <laughs> we have our heroine, Kat Stratford. You know, like Stratford upon Avon. And she doesn't give a damn about what Carrie, <laughs> her reputation. Oh my God! Is it a little on the nose for you? <laughs> What a shrewish woman! Look at her being so independent with her choices. Yeah, she's tough, edgy. She likes to hang out in music stores and bookstores. Wicked smart. Hits boys when they say shitty things. So we go into the guidance counselor's office and we meet Miss Perky, the guidance counselor. Not (laughs) Miss Perky with the porn literature. Yeah, Miss Perky's meeting with Cameron, who's a new student. She's ignoring him. To finish up her erotic fiction on her turn-of-the-century laptop. Oh my god, that fucking 99 Mac. I know. With the rainbow apple? Oh my god. It's ridiculous. And Cameron is a very nervous, shy sort. Very unassuming. He's new here. Remember Max Keeble? Yeah. uh, Curtis High School has a reputation. Oh yeah. And that's what Perky is basically telling him, right?
1: So, Cameron, here you go. Nine schools in 10 years, my, my. Army brat? Yeah, my, my dad is, uh. That's enough. I'm sure you won't find Padua any different than your old schools. Same little ass wipes shit for brains everywhere. (laughs) I love that
0: blob of mashed potatoes hitting the window as she's talking. Same little ass wipes shit for brains everywhere. Usually in Shakespeare rom-coms, we have like two sets of couples, right? Like, we have one that's, like, a not-so-serious relationship, and then one that's really serious. Uh-huh. And Cameron is part of that quad. Yeah. And um, as he's leaving Miss Perky's office, he crosses paths with our other male member of this quad. Here we go. <laughs> Here we fucking go,
1: guys. <laughs> Here's a towel. Oh, my God. Patrick Verona. I see we're making our visits a weekly ritual. Only so we can have these moments together. Should I, uh, hit the lights? Oh, very clever, kangaroo boy. Says here you exposed yourself in the cafeteria. I was joking with the lunch lady. It was a bratwurst. Bratwurst? Aren't we the optimist? Oh,
0: no, but like, then when she sits back down at her computer and changes what she originally wrote to refer to a penis as bratwurst. No! Oh, my God. Uh, Next, we meet Michael, who's an AV geek, and he's the student assigned to Cameron to show him around the school.
1: So, uh, Cameron, here's the breakdown. Over there, we've got your basic beautiful people. Now listen, unless they talk to you first, don't bother.
0: Boy, is that your rule or theirs? Watch, hey there.
1: Eat me. You see
0: that? kind of annoying, but he's also very smart. Like, he'll be very valuable throughout this plot. No, he's just trying to introduce Cameron to the many different social groups that exist within Padua High School. Allow me. Okay. The beautiful people jocks. (laughs) Not the coffee kids. Oh, God. Like the hipsters that are hopped up on the expensive coffee. The potheads and the white kids who want to be black but aren't. Oh, my God. Cowboys? <laughs> Why are they mark? I don't know. This is the this Northeast. Washington? <laughs> I did future MBAs, oh my god and then a Bianca oh yeah, this is where Cameron first lays eyes on Bianca Stratford Bianca Stratford, Ugh, she's not all that she, her best friend, her name is Chastity Church, that's Gabby Union, okay and like the way she is talking about the difference between like and love yeah but see, there's a difference between like and love because I like my Sketchers, but I love my Prada backpack
1: but I love my Skechers
0: That's because you
1: don't have a Prada backpack. Oh. Listen, forget her incredibly uptight father, and it's a widely known fact that the Stratford sisters aren't allowed to date.
0: Bianca is Kat's little sister. Yes. They're complete opposites of each other. Bianca is preppy and popular while Cat is referred to around the school as the Shrew. Yeah. Yep. I'm, ugh, God. And, like, Cameron's obviously into Bianca, but Michael tells him the Stratford sisters are not allowed to date. It's, like, such a public rule in their house to that, not touch the Stratford to not touch the Stratford sisters and we'll get back to why in a moment Joseph Gordon-Levitt is so cute I know he's so goddamn cute I I, I can't handle it and uh, he just believes the best in this girl he burns he pines he perishes for Bianca yeah I love all of the little kind of distracting references to the actual play Now we're in Mr. Morgan's English class, and Mr. Morgan just makes me laugh because he's always a thousand percent done. Yes. And he usually goes back and forth with Kat because Kat just resents him because he's a man. Yeah. And he hates Kat because she's got a problem with almost everything he says. (laughs) You know, I think I'm starting to remember Jill specifically deciding not to teach that yeah in her class and i'm on her truth? side yeah like oh. it's not a great message that just because this girl is well read and outspoken that she's somebody who then needs to change needs to be fucked with like, like I, yeah no i understand and i agree um yeah, everyone's just hot I, I know. Everyone's just hot, aren't they, Carrie? <laughs> no, that is not the reason I like this. It's not well, the I only Well, I can't re- wait to hear your reasoning at the end. <laughs> Go on. This is also where we meet greasy, nasty Joe Donner, a jerk-off, aspiring model who will be a problem throughout the movie. The way she's always going back and forth with Joey, too. It pisses Morgan off on a daily basis. She's my favorite. I know! I I stand by her. I support her rights and her wrongs. (laughs) And her wrongs. There's nothing wrong with her. And Kat, I want to
1: thank you for your point of view. I know how difficult it must be for you to overcome all those years of upper-middle-class suburban oppression. Must be tough. But the next time you storm the Pta crusading for better lunch meat or whatever it is, you white girls complain about, ask them why they can't buy a book written by a black man. That's, That's right, mom. mom. Don't even get me started on YouTube. Anything else? Yeah, go to the office. You're pissing me off.
0: We're back with Mrs. Perky because Kat's been sent to her office. Perky's hair. I can't. Also, that was bullshit for Morgan to do that. Yeah, no, I it, know. She was quite obviously not in the wrong. Like, I just... <laughs> And, like, she's already been in Miss Perky's office once recently for kicking a guy in the balls so hard that he had to have it surgically retrieved from his undercarriage. I still maintain that he kicked himself in the balls. And, no, absolutely, he
1: tried to grope her. By the way, his testicle retrieval operation went quite well, in case you're interested. I still maintain that he kicked himself in the balls. The point is, Cat, people perceive you as somewhat... Tempestuous? Heinous bitch is the term used most often. That's too much! It's a little much, oh, yeah. my God! Like,
0: Miss Perky's so weird. She's chaotic neutral. She's literally just trying to write her erotica novel that she does not care about her job. Like... <laughs> Cameron's first day of school is dominated by him gazingly, longingly at Bianca. He has got it bad for her. I My know. My goodness. She is very pretty, but Michael's got a point. She's a little vapid. Uh, I know you can be underwhelmed and overwhelmed, but can't you just be whelmed? <laughs> In Europe, I think you can. No. I'm whelmed. I know. I'm whelmed daily. You're whelmed daily. I, are you kidding? But... Cameron won't hear it from Michael about her, you know, not being uh, very there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's going to take up learning French so he can be her French tutor. (laughs) What a short-sighted, stupid plan. Cameron, you're sweet, but you're simple. And the thing is is that Joey is also into Bianca. And, you know, Joey, I, mean, I know Joey's hotter and has I a nice know. red car. I, I, it's like, it's like night and day for me. Like there are scenes where I'm like, "Hey, and then there's what's scenes- up?" And there are scenes like, why is this void of shit on my screen right now? Oh, my God. And he begins hitting on Bianca pretty hard. and he gives them a ride home in his nice red car. And we go to the suburbs where the Stratford Sisters live. And we're opening the mail, and Cat is big-time excited because she's been accepted to Sarah Lawrence. Pause. What? When he asks her if she made anyone cry today. Oh, when her Walter, dad... yeah. Her dad comes in.
1: Hello, Katarina. Make anyone cry today? Sadly, no. But it's only 4.30. Hey, what's this? It says Sarah Lawrence. <sighs>
0: She got into Sarah Lawrence, right? Where the fuck is Sarah Lawrence? It's on the East Coast. It's a Seven Sisters. You know sister- that because they say that in the movie. Do you know where it is? <laughs> I don't know. It's a Seven Sisters college, so it's probably not that far away from Boston. Well, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Seven Sisters? Seven Sisters? I can't. I don't even have time to get into what the Seven uh, Sisters colleges all right, are. All okay, all right. just know that of course she wants to go to Sarah Lawrence. Look at her. Okay, her edgy little feminist ass. It's three thousand miles away from her awful father and stupid sister. Understandable. And yeah, we meet Mr. Stratford. He's Who's obsessed with his daughter's getting pregnant. Yeah, and that's why he can't date. Well, obsessed with them not getting pregnant. No. Yeah. I he, should say he's an obstetrician. Yeah. So he does deal. He does deliver a baby from a pregnant teenager every once in a while, and this is where Cat tattles on Bianca for Joey giving her a ride home. Ask Bianca who drove her home.
1: Cat, don't change the drove who drove you home. Now don't get upset, Daddy, but there's this boy. Who's a flaming imbecile. Please. And I think he might ask me. Please, I think I know what he's going to ask you, and I think I know the answer. No, it's always no. (sighs) What are the two house rules? Number one, no dating till you graduate. Number two, no dating till you graduate. That's it.
0: And, like, I think it's a wildly bad idea to keep your kids from dating people until they're, like, 18. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Even if you push aside the fact that young women should have bodily autonomy, which you shouldn't, there's so much that won't get figured out in those first few years. You know, we've got to wobble like newborn deer in a small little social world where we feel safe (laughs) instead of being out in the real world where we're exposed to alcohol, And, like, the other reason their dad is so controlling is because their mom left their family, like, three years ago. We don't get, like, any backstory on that. That's just why she's not here. We don't need any backstory. It's Larry Miller. It's also Walter. Yeah, his name is Walter. It's also Doc Stratford. I mean, come on. So, (laughs) Walter makes the rule change that Bianca can begin dating if... Cat starts dating first. That's so unreasonable. It is unreasonable. And the way
1: Bianca goes,
0: what? She's a mutant. But she's a mutant. What if she never dates?
1: Then you'll never date. Oh, I like that. And I'll get to sleep at night. The deep slumber of a father whose daughters aren't out being impregnated.
0: We go to our first French lesson with Cameron and Bianca. Pretending to know French. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, I thought we could start with pronunciation. She's like, oh, I got to get going because there's a fight happening on the quad. No, and, he, no. and he's like, oh, my God. Well, you know, let's just start with pronunciation. I thought, you know, maybe we could try like some food. Like oh, no. maybe Saturday night. For like a junior in high school, he's kind of smooth. I'm sorry. Do you think this is what smooth is? I mean, for his age. I I could argue there could be more. (laughs) It could be smoother. And, like, he tries to ask her out on a date, but of course she's not allowed to. But then she tells him about her dad's new rule, because it got her thinking. I could still get a date with Joey.
1: My dad just came up with a new rule. I can date when my sister does.
0: You're kidding. Let me ask you, do you like sailing? Because I read about this place that rents out boats. A boku
1: problemo, Calvin. No. In case you haven't heard, my sister's a particularly hideous breed of loser.
0: Well, yeah, but I'm sure you know that that there are lots of guys who wouldn't mind going out with a difficult woman. I mean, you know, people uh, jump out of airplanes and ski off cliffs. It'd be like uh, like extreme dating, huh? And it just makes me sad because she's not at all interested in him. She's using him, uh-huh. and I just, Bianca, not a good color, sweetheart. No surprise, but there are no enthusiastic takers to go on a date with Katarina the Shrew Stratford. Oh my god. I know. It's just, guys, she's just opinionated. And like, I'm so sorry, that's not grounds for how much everybody hates her. When they're in science class. And Cameron gets a look at Patrick Verona from across the room. Who is this man parading as a high schooler? I know, hes just, he does kind of look very mature. Like, he's got long brown hair That's, and- That is a man. It does look, he was 20.
1: Hey, and what about him? Him, no, don't, don't, don't look at him, okay? He's a criminal. I heard he lit a state trooper on fire. He just did a year in San Quentin. Yeah, well then at least he's horny. I'm serious, man, he's whacked. He sold his own liver on the black market for a new set of speakers.
0: (laughs) He literally lights a cigarette in the middle of the classroom off the butane torch. I just... that was hot. Oh, sorry! Sorry, I will admit that was hot. They try to approach him about, you know, maybe dating Kat in shop class, but he doesn't even let them speak. He just drills through his French textbook? He bores a hole in his French textbook. And Cameron's like, well, you know, obviously we can't talk to him. Maybe we could pay him to take Kat out. And Michael's like, well, we're going to need money. And that means we need a backer, Michael, in all of his little MBA jargon. Why they? Th- why they thought Joey was the person to approach on this. I don't know. Because he is rich and he is stupid, right? I guess. Oh, yeah, because he's a model, right? Yeah, he was an aspiring model. Models aren't stupid. This model is stupid. yeah. Cut to Joey drawing breasts on his lunch tray. I mean, yeah. And Michael sits down and makes his proposal for him to finance their scheme to take Cat out. And while he's saying this, Joey's just drawing a dick on his face with marker. It's so silly. It's so silly. cringe. Michael's just letting it happen. Yeah, oh. I... I-, I-, I- That triggered me a little bit. Oh, really? Like, people are just doing things to you because they can, and you're not going to retaliate. Like That guy?
1: I heard he ate a live duck once. Everything but the beak and feet. Clearly, he's a solid investment. What's in it for you? Hey, I'm walking down the hall, and I say hello to you. You say hello to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get it. You're cool by association. I'll think about it. So, Joey goes up to Patrick on the athletic field and repeats the offer to take Cat out for a fee. And, like, Cat's out there. She's playing rec- lacrosse. She's tackling some other girl. She's playing lacrosse? Maybe she's playing soccer. Soccer. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, Why uh, did I write lacrosse? Because of the school. It's because of how the school looks. It looks like a fucking palace, that's why you think they're playing lacrosse. And Patrick, like, tries to get him to up the offer, he's negotiating!
1: Well, let's think about this. We go to the movies, that's, uh, 15 bucks. Uh, We get popcorn, that's, uh, 53. And, uh, she'll want Raisinets, right? So, uh, we're looking at 75 bucks. This isn't
0: a negotiation. Take it or leave it, Trailer Park. 50 bucks and we got a deal, Fabio. 50 bucks for Patrick to take Cat out on this date. And like, he doesn't want to. uh, He doesn't want to. He wants the cash because I'm sure there's neat, I don't know, records or something leather he wants to buy. Yeah. And Patrick starts trying to put the moves on Kat. And she, of course, wants nothing to do with him. She looks him up and down and she's like, oh no, not today, Satan. Yeah. He tries again outside the music store the next day, and he's trying to chatter up about her car. And listen- I mean, I would too. What the fuck (laughs) is your car? (laughs) It's got like two different colored doors on it. Yeah. I, I don't know, I really don't know what kind it is.
1: Not a big talker, huh? Depends on the topic. My fenders don't really whip me into a verbal frenzy. You're not afraid of me, are you? Afraid of you? Why would I be afraid of you? Well, most people are. Well, I'm not. Well, maybe you're not afraid of me, but I'm sure you've thought about me naked, huh? Am I that transparent? I want you. I need you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby.
0: Listen, I know he's being a little gross, like he's coming on a little strong. Yeah, he certainly is. He's pulling out every dumb move he's never tried on any girl. And she's just rolling her eyes. But seriously, girl, how can you resist that gorgeous smile? I... I, I actually hate it. I do! <laughs> I, because it's so... it's so... It's so. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like he, he's... I don't even have words. He's all teeth and his dimples are so cute. Uh, yeah. I can't. I... Mm-mm. Joey is parking his car in the middle of the street, right behind Kat's car. I... Kat was justified. Yeah. I'm just saying Kat was justified in what she's about to do. Oh, no. Kat absolutely loses her shit. She throws the car into reverse and smashes it into that shiny red convertible. And the way Patrick is laughing...
1: Whoops! My insurance does not cover PMS.
0: I hate this cut. Oh, I know. My insurance does not cover PMS. (laughs) Oh my God, (laughs) that is too much. No way, he's like, whoops! (laughs) (laughs) Whoops? Of course, this turns into another fight about her wanting to go to Sarah Lawrence because he wants her to stay close to home for college. Yeah, and she doesn't because he's him. But like, he's so just weird. He is it's weird. So fucking weird. He's L- like the epitome of all those dads. Who just have major control issues when it comes to their daughters. If you have major control issues like that when your child is that old, I'm sorry. It's weird. That, that, That means you had that child for you. Oh, yeah. That's what that means. You had that child for you and you alone. The way Michael and Cameron are going into the shop class to talk to Patrick about helping him get with Kat... And they are so scared. I don't know if it's because they're around power tools or if they're around a lot of tough-looking dudes. The way Cam is like, you go first. I'm like, guys, come on. I know shop kids are kind of scary because they know how to use a blowtorch, but they're just kids, you know? never took shop. I never took shop! I mean, there was tech ed, but that was the fancy new shop, you know? I just think it's such a silly stereotype that all the kids in shop are somehow going to assault you. Well, they know how to use, you know, machinery. (laughs) So. Michael explains to Patrick how they're just using Joey. Patrick, uh, Pat, let me explain something to you here. Uh, we set this whole thing up so Cameron can get the girl. Cameron, Joey's just a pawn.
1: So you two are gonna help me tame the wild beast? Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll do some research, we'll find out what she likes. We're your guys.
0: And they're gonna help him figure out what cat likes so that he can get her to go on a date with him. Bill! I I know. Bill. This is the shit that happens in the play. Like, it, it's just been translated to screen for us. Or Gil. And Gil. Yeah, no. Gil, Will and Gil. Gil, Junger, Younger, whatever your name is. Running amok is what they are. Eh. And Michael tells Patrick about a party being hosted that weekend by one Bogey Lowenstein. What's a Bogey Lowenstein? <laughs> is the question right yes bogey is so nicknamed because he's on the golf team and his. i don't think bogey knew this party was happening no bogey was just gonna have a quiet night at home and then like they take he has a baller house yeah they make a flyer for the party without bogey's knowledge yeah without bogey's knowledge and cameron enlists bianca in helping him snoop through cat's things in order to get info on her, she gives him her reading list, a list of the music she likes. The fact that she has a picture of Jared Leto in her drawer, he's like, so she likes pretty guys, and I'm like, oh god, 1999 Jared Leto. I think Heath Ledger's pretty. Keith Ledger is pretty. Yeah. Like, how was that ever a question? And the way Michael and Cameron have to go into a bar at. on maybe a Thursday to find Patrick after school. What is he doing in this bar? I have yikes, 1999. Who is this man? He's smoking, he's drinking a beer, and he's playing pool with men who are probably in their 40s. I yeah. And they're just telling him all the intel they got.
1: Alright, uh, first thing, Cat hates smokers. So you're telling me I'm a on smoker yes but just for now and um, and here's another problem Bianca said that Kat likes pretty guys
0: and the way Patrick is looking at them yeah <laughs> it's so darling
1: are you telling me I'm not a pretty guy I'm eating very pretty yeah he I just a gorgeous I guy. just wasn't sure You're a right? guy. I didn't know, you know.
0: They tell Patrick that if he wants to get Kat's attention, he'll have to go to a place called Club Skunk, which is... That I missed entirely. Excuse me? No, the place is called Club Skunk. Huh? It's kind of an alternative, like, punk bar. I'm assuming it's a lesbian bar. Oh, yeah, because that's where this band is that keeps showing up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, everywhere. I think they're called Letters to Cleo, and it's, like, Kat's favorite band, allegedly. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's the genius thing. He waits for her to approach him. Like, for her to see him, so it doesn't look like he followed her here. Yes. Even though he definitely did. And, like, he's casually mentioning all these bands that he knows, like Bikini Kill and the Raincoats, which of course gets her attention. And he starts to give her this compliment at the exact moment that the song is ending, because they've been shouting at each other Mm -hmm. over the music.
1: I was watching you out there before. I've never seen you look so sexy. (laughs)
0: I've done that before Yeah, yeah That is the worst (laughs) moment To be trying to hit on somebody When the song in the bar changes Yeah Like I just want to throw myself through the front window Again Cringe
1: Come to Bogey's party with me You never give up, do you? Was that a yes? No Well then was that a no? No I'll see you at 9.30 then
0: Cut to Chastity and Bianca trying to sneak out of the house for Bogey's party. And of course they're stopped by Dad, who tells Bianca categorically that she cannot go to this party if Kat isn't going. And like, guys... <laughs> and the way Bianca's like, Kat, will you please just be a normal fucking person and go to a <laughs> party with me? And Bianca begins to beg, in earnest.
1: Can you, for just one night, forget that you're completely wretched and be my sister? Please? Please? Come on, Kat. Please do this for me.
0: Fine. I'll make an appearance. I, I, I respect Kat for being like, all right, it couldn't be that bad, right? Yeah. It's Bogey's house for crying out loud. And so she's like, yeah, fine. She's getting her coat the way her father makes Bianca wear his pregnancy belly thing, the empathy belly, the thing that they make husbands wear so they know what their pregnant wives He said, "Okay, put on the belly and walk around before you leave. <laughs> just so you know, just so you know the weight that you will carry." <laughs> and I'm like, "This, this is... man's insane." No, that's a minimum 6 months of therapy. Like he needs to get fucking Dad's of America. <laughs> Stop being this Please way. go to therapy. Please. Kat opens the door to leave and Patrick is standing there ready to pick her up for her date the one she didn't want to go in on the first place and she's like oh he can tell time yeah (laughs) he's like yeah 9.30 I said I was getting you I love this next scene because it's everything about the drama at high school parties we all remember fondly, right? What's a Bogey Lowenstein? Oh my god. <laughs> Bogey Lowenstein is just like, oh, that's Nigel with the beer. Like this, <laughs> this stampede of children come into his house with beer. He has lost control. It's like Animal House over here. This poor kid, I, oh my god. And all of these extras pretending to drink, fa- like fake drink out of the beer cans is really funny to me also fake make out and fake fight yeah a fight has broken out in the living room and bogey is begging them to take it outside and they crash through the bay window doors they do they do take it outside you guys please take it outside thank you he's like thank Thank you thank (laughs) you And Kat and Patrick are walking into the party, and Kat's not making it easy for Patrick to put on the charm. She's trying to ignore him and drink her contemptuous feelings. And Cameron's also trying to chat Bianca up. But it's like Bianca has forgotten all about him. Yeah, no, she's not down with this. She's like, oh, Cameron, oops. She doesn't say oops, but it's right there behind her eyes. So, uh You you really look amazing. Thanks. And we all know I look
1: amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Bianca, let's go. We're all congregating around Mr. Cuervo. Um, I'll
0: see you around, okay? And of course, Joey swoops in and scoops her up. And she goes with him, and that's where Cameron kind of realizes that this was never about getting to go on a date with him. Yeah. It's been all about this grease ball from the underwear ads. But Bianca does kind of get what she deserves because, of course, all Joey wants to do is talk about himself. Exactly. And she's realizing that this isn't what she wants at all. She'd really rather be with Cameron. I'm like, serves you right. Serves you right, you little twit. Yeah. Meanwhile, Patrick is trying to find Kat who is now drunk on tequila. Cause that's what she's supposed to do, right? She's supposed to get wasted, you know, like. Yeah, it's like, it's like she's just, she's like, fine, you want me to be normal? I'll be normal. Her table dancing to that song. Oh, she is on top of the table in front of her entire grade. My man,
1: how did you get her to do it? Do what, act like a human. I wrote,
0: okay, cat. I support all of your decisions. Do you really support her being drunk under age and dancing on a table? Yeah, she's looking fly up there. Are You kidding me? Oh my god, she is getting rave reviews from the crowd. Yes. God, she starts popping, locking, and dropping until she bangs her head on that chandelier and falls off the table. Patrick has to catch her. <laughs> And he takes her outside to get her some air. And this is where Cameron interrupts to tell him to call the whole thing off because Bianca doesn't want to be with him. She wants Joey. Okay, okay. I'm loving the support.
1: Cameron, do you like the girl? Yeah. Yeah, and is she worth all this trouble? Well, I thought she was, but, you know, I... Well, she is or she isn't. See, first of all, Joey is not half the man you are. Secondly, don't let anyone ever make you feel like you don't deserve what you want. Go for it.
0: He literally tells him, don't let anyone ever make you think that you don't deserve things. Yeah. Like... Okay. I, went, went, I perked up because I was a little, uh, you know, I was a little meh at this point. And I perked up when I heard him say that. I went, what did Heath Ledger just say <laughs> <laughs> to Joseph Gordon-Levitt? That was amazing. Emotionally supportive and gorgeous. Don't don't let anyone tell you that you don't deserve things. Like, wow. <laughs> you needed to hear that a little bit, you uh, know? Yeah. Yeah. And Patrick takes Cat out to the swing set so they can sit down, and he's trying to keep her from falling asleep because she might have a concussion, Hard I, work. I, I know, especially since she's sitting on a swing, and she's, like, leaning her head against the swing, and she looks up into his brown
1: eyes. Hey. Your eyes have a little green in them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And that she barfs all over his shoes. Uh, It's almost a nice moment. (laughs) You know? How embarrassing. I know. And he drives her home, and Kat's talking about how if she gets to go to Sarah Lawrence she might as well start a band because she's already super into music, right? Mm -hmm. She can play guitar. She really likes her alternative, uh, shall we say, esoteric interests in bands. And even though that her dad would, like, die, right? Like, I think he would actually keel over. Yeah. And this is where Patrick starts asking her about why her dad is so tough on her. And she's like, because he wants me to be Bianca, and I'm not.
1: No offense or anything. I mean, I know everyone digs your sister, but... um she's without. You know, you're not as vile as I thought you were.
0: She leans in to kiss him, and he leans away because she is intoxicated and doesn't want her to do something she wouldn't do stone cold sober, which, again, A+. plus. This just, I know, right? But this just, like, tears the pillar out of the center of her world for some reason? Like, oh, she takes it very personally. I don't think she understands why he's doing it. Yeah. But she just gets again, out. Again, he's a man. Yeah. He's an older man. She just gets out of the car all huffy, and I'm like, "Cat, come on. Meanwhile, having been abandoned by Joey at the party, Bianca asks Cameron for a ride home, right? Okay. I know. Yeah, little little Cameron pity party here. And they pull up, and I kind of love Cameron in this moment because he kind of starts to call her out for how she's been treating him. Yeah, yeah. Giving her the business about using him to get to Joey. You know, just because you're beautiful, that doesn't mean that you can treat people like they don't matter. I mean... I really liked you. Okay? I, I I defended you when people called you conceited. I helped you when you asked me to. I I learned French for you and and then you just blow me off so you This is so Shakespeare, right? I will stop your mouth with a kiss. Uh-huh. He she pulls him into a kiss and I'm like, "Oh, for fuck's sake. Of course." That's everything though, right? Yeah, I know like, it was really nice. It's a great moment when you're that young. And, good good for Cam. Good yeah, for Cam. Yeah, good for Cam. Here it comes, the scene in every movie about Shakespeare where the teacher raps in iambic pentameter. Sonnet 141.
1: In faith I do not love thee with mine eyes, for they and thee a thousand errors note. but 'tis my heart that loves what they despise, who in despite of viewers please to do. Now, I know Shakespeare's a dead white guy, but he knows his shit, so we can overlook that. I want you all to write your own version of this sonnet.
0: Oh. And the thing is, is that Kat's not oppositional in the way she would normally be. It's almost like she's in a better mood. Yeah. Like she's leaning into it. And cut to Michael and Cameron reporting back to Patrick about how Kat is feeling about him. And Michael got in the ear of Kat's best friend Mandela, right? That, <laughs> yeah. That skinny gal who's really into Shakespeare. Uh-huh. And she asks her about him and he comes back with direct quote, Hates him with the passion of a thousand sons. (laughs) And she's angry because she did something that she doesn't normally do in front of him, which is be vulnerable. And, you know, he didn't really give it back. So she's butthurt about it when he really did the right thing. yeah. So now it's time to talk about the prom. Do you remember your prom? Yes, I remember my prom. You wore bright orange chucks. And so what if I did? <laughs> you know what? Was, it was very cute. Well, let's talk about some of your prom looks then. Oh, no. Okay, we won't then. Kat, of course, doesn't want to go. She thinks of it as an antiquated mating ritual, because of course she does. And Bianca does want to go, but she doesn't want to go with Joey, and she's still trying to shove him off of her. Uh-huh. This conversation is happening during gym class, right out yes. on the athletic field. Yes, they're doing archery. Come on, I, I it, it, it's the school. It's just, I. Uh, like it's so much money. Bianca has her bow knocked, and like she turns to say something to Joey, and she lets go of that bow.
1: You're concentrating awfully hard, considering it's gym class. Can I help you? I want to talk to you about prom. Ah! Ow.
0: And she hits the teacher! She hits the teacher in the behind! Jesus
1: Christ. I know. Look, you know the deal. I can't go if Cat doesn't go. Your sister is going. <laughs> Since when? Oh, let's just say I'm taking care of it.
0: So Joey gives Patrick money to take Cat to the prom and... Patrick really doesn't want to do this anymore. It's starting to feel gross because mm-hmm. he knows more about her now. But he can't balk it like $300 cash and 1999 money. No, And Patrick keeps trying to make attempts to ask Kat to the prom. But she's annoyed at the sight of him. She's pissed and she's embarrassed. And the whole school knows about what she did. And she doesn't want anything to do with him. And this is where Cameron actually says something kind of genius. He tells Patrick you got to sacrifice yourself on the altar of dignity and even the score. So Patrick comes up with an idea. And guys, (laughs) you've guessed it. We've arrived at my favorite part of the film. He pays an AV geek with some of the money that Joey gave him to give him access to the PA system that overlooks the athletic field, right? Yeah. And I love this scene so much. It just, oh, it sets my little heart aflutter. Cats on the field... For soccer practice And there's a track and field people out here Some other kids The marching band is out here And the moment you hear that loudspeaker whine As it turns on I am already vibrating Okay
1: You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off of you You'd be like heaven to touch I wanna hold you so
0: much Patrick is at the top of the bleachers, singing into a wireless mic and pointing a cat. And that A.V. kid blows a whistle and the marching band starts up.
1: You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. It's
0: so cute. I, I, I smile. I did. I smiled. Kat's actually laughing. She can't believe he's doing this. It's not something he would ever do, right? Because it would hurt his rap. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't fall down all those stairs and die, honestly. I, I know. He just just it's So do- precarious. Heath Ledger, he's please. He's doing this dancing and he's smiling. He's trying to avoid campus security. I love
1: you, Babe!
0: so gorgeous, Ross. I can't handle it. I know it. And it's at this point that he's still trying to get Kat, but like, I think he's just way more into the idea of her now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he actually likes her. Less about the money. Mm-hmm. And of course Patrick gets detention for this, which is being supervised by the athletic coach that, I'm I'm sorry, why did he not go to the hospital? I don't know. And Kat comes in. Cause he's her coach, right? Yes. So she comes in to talk to him about some strategy she wants to use on the opposing teams for the t- for the soccer games, uh-huh. and like she's trying to distract him so that Patrick can sneak out the open window, and like of course he keeps trying to look. So there's all this shtick where she just keeps saying nonsensical things, and then the last time he goes to look, she just pulls up the edge of her blouse. Think about it. Um they're looking left and
1: we're running right. Bang, we score. We win. Okay, but how do we get them to look left? Like? Um like this.
0: And flashes him. I <laughs> Love her. I, I I absolutely love her. Like, that's so ballsy. And, uh, it worked? <laughs> yeah, he goes right out the open window. And I cannot believe she was not punished. I, I know. Like, I don't understand how she got away from that. And... They, he's so grateful to her that they go paintballing together. Oh my God. They go on like a cute little date, right? Uh, yeah. It is cute. Come on. They're running around in these like paper suits, throwing balloons at each other filled with paint. Like I would love to do this on a date. Remember this in Taming of the Shrew? No, I don't. You don't Remember the paintball fight? And it's so sweet. They fall down on that pile of hay, and that's where we see the first kiss. Uh, and kiss, I kiss. W- uh. And I love this. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> oh my god, you're serious. I am. Serious. You're you're into this. I am. <laughs> like. Ross, I saw this movie at a very crucial time in my young adulthood. Who are you? (laughs) This movie. I just looked her in the face and went, you're serious, aren't you? Listen, some of y'all are this way about Twilight. I don't even want to hear it right now. Uh, You know what? You're right. They are. And Twilight is way weirder. takes her home and they sit on the front porch and we're getting to know each other more and this is where he finally asks her to go to prom with him and of course, she says no because she thinks it's expected of her to go to prom, right? Whatever. Yeah, she's so desperate to be different, doesn't want to do anything society expects. You're not of cool because you don't want to go to prom. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. And you're I'm right. Sorry, Kat, you're just not. Her attitude about that is a little annoying, but there's I... a reason for it. And I know she's not worried about whether she's cool or not. It's just. <laughs> I know. You don't have to piss on something just because everyone else likes it, right? I understand what you're saying. And this goes south real fast, because she's suspicious of him. Why are you pushing
1: this? What's in it for you? Oh. So now I need to have a motive to want to be with you. You tell me. You need therapy, you know that? Has anyone ever told you that? He gets
0: defensive and, like, puts a cigarette in his mouth, even though he told her he quit. (laughs) Because she doesn't like men who smoke. So she storms inside. That's a non-starter. She's mad at him again. This really is a roller coaster when it comes to her feelings towards him. Like, one minute she's in love with him. Kind of tired of the will-they-won't-they, you know? Oh, no, yeah. It's driving her nuts, too. And Bianco's also a shitty little bear. Because she wants to go to prom. And Dad's not gonna let her go if Cat doesn't have a date. (sighs) And Cat comes into her bedroom... And actually starts to apologize for it. And this is actually where I got flabbergasted because I forgot about this element of the plot. Because at the beginning of the movie, I was like, you know what? Joey seems like says he wants to date Bianca, but he, there's something with him about Kat. Like, he just loves to torment her. And like, maybe dating her little sister will make her also crazy? Uh, yeah. Do we think that maybe Joey's into Kat and can't bring himself to say it? Well, here's the thing. This is where Kat tells Bianca that they dated for a month back in like freshman year and engaged in dating behavior.
1: Joey never told you that we went out, did he? Yeah, okay. In ninth for a month, but you hate Joey. Now I do. So what happened? Oh. oh, please tell me you're joking. Just once. Right after Mom left, it all makes sense. It's
0: this is why Joey's obsessed with getting with Bianca. It's so gross. Yeah, no, like Joey, honestly die in a (laughs) fire. Like, I- No, I mean, this will make you happy. Kat, the the reason no one know this is because Kat threatened him never to tell anyone. That they were together. Otherwise, she'll tell them how small his member is. I mean, doesn't that all make sense you too? N- you know what, guys? Tiny peen doesn't always mean the worst. No, but if you act like you've got tiny peen energy and actually have tiny peen, well, then you deserve it. And this is where Kat kind of realizes that her own choices, however, much right she has to her own choices are kind of hurting her sister right a little bit so she makes the decision to go out and get a dress and go to the prom with Patrick so Bianca can go too I love the blue and red oh with Kat and Bianca here's the Julia Cat- Styles looks good in blue. Yeah, Julia Styles looks really good. That is like a, a traditional prom dress around that time. I remember looking at catalogs for that kind of stuff. It's a lovely dark blue, maybe cerulean. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And here's the thing: Bianca's dress is like like a like a magenta color. You're right. There's a lot of red in it, but there's also a lot of pink in it. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I know what you're gonna say. Magenta? It's I No, it's I, red. It's a tomato red. No. I'm I, sorry. I hate this. It's it's red. No, it's pink, no. sweetie. No, I don't have problems with this. Oh no. I'm so sorry. It's pink. Her dress is literally like a belly shirt. It's a two piece. Yeah, she looks, and her shirt is like red. And like it's hey. pink, but I don't want to have this argument. You can see her. Maybe I do. <laughs> Those cones in the back of your eyes. Uh, like you can literally, you can literally see her belly button. And Cameron shows up, and he's in awe of her. Remember
1: how you said I could date if Cat dated? Well, she found this guy who's actually kind of perfect for her, which is actually kind of perfect for me, because Cameron asked me to go to the prom, and I really, really, really want to go. And since Cat won, I guess I'm allowed to, based on the aforementioned rule and its previous stipulations, of course. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Let's go. I know every cop in town, bucko.
0: Cat gets to the prom and Patrick is there. He looks very good. It was trick. A... Oh, no. You know, like without In- the pack? Instead of Patrick. Come on, trick Verona? Ooh. Ooh, yeah, I know. Come on. He's got a rose just for her. Again, he looks like a man who crashed a prom. <laughs> And, like, she drops her rock with him and she's like, listen, I'm sorry that I got shitty with you. I'm sorry. I assumed you had ulterior motives. I'm just such a shrew and such a woman. No, I No, that's the thing. She's being gaslit. I know she can smell it on him in some way. And he is. He is kind of using her. They go into the ballroom where the band is performing and the act on the main stage changes. And that band from the punk skunk or the club skunk, wherever they are. (laughs) Letters to Cleo. Letters to Cleo. That band all of a sudden comes on stage and Kat starts freaking
1: out. Oh my God! I called in a favor! Oh, I can't take another
0: Patrick got the band to come play the prom. Uh, Christ on sale. Oh, don't pretend you don't think that's so romantic. It is. (laughs) I'm just mad. I know. I'm mad. Speaking of being mad, we got to talk about how all of this starts to unravel. Because of course it happens at the dance, right? Of course. Of course it happens at prom. Bianca and Gabby meet up in the bathroom. They're at the sink at the same time. And Gabby, she's surprised to see Gabby here. She didn't know Gabby was coming. Yeah. But it's because Joey picked her up at the last second. Uh Uh-huh. And this is where Gabby gets shitty. I kind of hate her.
1: What are you doing here?
0: Oh, I know you didn't think you were the only sophomore at the
1: prom. Joey just picked me up. Oh, well, congratulations. He's all yours. Very generous, princess. And just so you know, Joey only left you for one reason. He even had a bet going with his friends. He was gonna nail you tonight. So
0: that starts to come unraveled. Oh boy. Oh, Bianca's already mad. Back out where the prom is happening, Joey comes up to Patrick on the dance floor and starts confronting him because Bianca's here with Cameron. And he don't like that. And he blows the lid off this whole thing. What's Bianca doing here with that cheese dick? I didn't pay you to take out cats so that some little punk could snake me with Bianca.
1: Nothing
0: in it for you, huh? The moment Kat hears that, it's all over. She's staring at him so horrified. Like she wants to melt him with her stare. And like she storms off. Patrick goes out after her. And oh my god, this just continues to ratchet up. This is dumb. This is dumb. <laughs> Are you sick of the high school drama? D- oh my god. Joey steps to Cameron. And starts to say nasty things about Bianca. You messed with the wrong guy. Now you're going to pay you and that little bitch. All right, that's enough, okay? You cross the line.
1: Oh, come on. Get up, you little punk.
0: Joey punches him square in the eye. Sorry, Cameron. Oh, my God. But then guess what? Oh, Bianca's my hero. She's right there. She's right there. She knows he was going to try and sleep with her. And she, oh.
1: Oh! Oh! (laughs) Shit, Bianca! I'm shooting a nose spray ad tomorrow! That's for making my day bleed! That's for my sister! Oh! And that's
0: for me. Oh! (laughs) So, in true Shakespeare rom-com fashion, that's pretty wrapped up tight, right? Sure. Bianca's gonna be with Cameron now, mm-hmm. and the shallow one always wraps up before the more serious one, right? The two couples. And of course, meanwhile, Kat and Patrick are fighting in the hallway about this. And I get why she's upset. He lied, and there was money in it for him. It is kind of humiliating, right? Would you give me a chance? Just you were to- paid
1: to take me out by the one person I truly hate. I knew this was a setup. Cat, it wasn't like that, okay? Really, what was it like? A down payment now and then a bonus for sleeping with me? No, I didn't care about the money, okay? I cared... I cared about you.
0: Oh, girl, come on. I know it looks bad, but he loves you and his smile is beautiful. I'm just like, I wish she had her priorities in order. <laughs> she does! I'm joking. She doesn't need this man. I'm joking. I'm so joking. She always had it. I know that. It's I- like... It's like, this movie should be called I Didn't Know I Needed Heath Ledger. <laughs> Cut to the next day, Cat is still moping about the night before. Whatever. And this, <laughs> this is where Walter comes out and at the last fucking second starts to act like a human being, right?
1: You know, fathers don't like to admit it when their daughters are capable of running their own lives. It means we've become spectators. Bianca still lets me play a few innings. You've had me on the bench for years. When you go to Sarah Lawrence, I won't even be able to watch the game. When I go? Oh boy. Don't tell me you changed your mind. I would you send him a check. He's like,
0: I support you and your decisions, and I sent Sarah <laughs> Lawrence a check, and <laughs> I'm an understanding dad now and way less crazy. <laughs> you're so over this. <sighs> I can tell you're over this. My ass is so flat right now. But isn't that nice that he is going to let her go and do her own thing and not be a weirdo about it? It's nice. It's actually the bare minimum. (laughs) Okay, fine. So, you know, yeah. It is Sarah Lawrence, Walter. It could be worse. All right, guys. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about the schmaltz. Remember the sonnet assignment from Mr. Morgan's English class? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) He's already mad. Kat's the only one who's brave enough to volunteer to read hers in front of the entire class. But it's not without an ulterior motive, because Patrick is in her class. Why don't you tell me what it's called, Carrie? It's called
1: 10 Things I Hate About You. I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much, it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. This sonnet's clearly
0: about him, and he has to sit there with his hands folded in front of God and his entire class and listen to this, and I'm like, you know what? You kind of deserve it. (laughs) He's a 10, but he kind of deserves it.
1: I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse, when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. <laughs> but mostly, I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all.
0: She's up here reading this poem, like, You're just so you. Oh, you know, my like, God. I don't know what to do because you're just so you. And it's, I'm like, I... Listen, again, it's the vulnerability, right? Like, think about what she's doing. You remember being this age when you were, like, fearful of people even perceiving you? Do you think I would ever dare... Oh, no! I know you ain't got the... ...stand up in front of people and read a sonnet about my crush on someone who's sitting in the room. I know you don't got the set of balls on you that she does. At least not my 18-year-old self. No, no, no absolutely not, not. My 17-year-old self, Definitely. And so that moment's really sad, but this movie wraps up really quickly, which I know Ross is thrilled. Oh, thank God. I know you're thrilled. (laughs) You're absolutely thrilled. You know what? Shut up. It's my birthday Uh, month. It is. And you cannot say no. You're right. So she goes out to her car and there is a brand new Fender Strat guitar sitting in the front seat of her car. Not Fender Strat. (laughs) Yeah, and this is the guitar that she was playing in the music store earlier. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even know there was a scene with her in the music store. <laughs> you must have been in the bathroom for that. I, I half watched, <laughs> no, in, in parts. I'm sorry, I half watched in parts. I'm sorry. But Ross, he took the money that Joey gave him and spent it on her. Yeah. So she has a way to start a band now. Took that asshole's money and spent it on her. And he just, oh my. God. It's
1: not every day you find a girl who'll flash someone to get you out of detention. <sighs> oh, God. You can't just buy me a guitar every time you screw up, you know. Yeah, I know. But then, you know, there's always drums and bass and maybe even one day a tambourine.
0: Like, of course, that melts her little heart and everything is right again. My last note was, I bet it's hell getting out of that parking lot. <laughs> I bet it's hell going home, getting off campus. Like, I bet you have to wait half an hour to get through a row of cars yeah. out onto that thoroughfare. We're getting like a helicopter shot going away from the parking lot as they're kissing. This was also another just like favorite part of the movie. Oh, Allison yeah. Janney in this I just thought it was cool because it was synced up really well Yeah, like the track and the people actually performing in this helicopter shot rotating around the top of the school yeah Letters to Cleo is on like the roof of the school singing a cover of I Want You to Want Me yeah it's it's just synced really well it's a really nice vibe to go out on yeah. I, re- I really liked it and those were the two parts I liked alright I know that wasn't your favorite I'm thing. sorry that you did most of that I really am it's just I don't have a lot of thoughts like no i I, th- I didn't form too much of an opinion, and you know what? It was cute. It was. It was cute, and I'm not gonna say it's a bad movie. I'm just gonna say it's not for me. No, in particular, it's for you. We're not talking about me. We're talking about you because it is your birthday. Can you believe? I know. That- <laughs> I'm 30 years old. How- old you are. I know, I know. Okay. Elizabeth, take me to the window. I wish to say goodbye. As we were waiting for the thing to boot up and for her other programs to close before we could start recording, I was like, you look really 30 today. You're <laughs> such a jerk. I love you. Listen, I know that's not, you know, like, it's kind of a toxic message, right? Like, th- that little, that this young- wa- This young woman needs men to be fulfilled, and I'm just like, no! Ow! No, look at it this way. She didn't really have to change it all, and she got Heath Ledger out of it. That movie imprinted on me. I know, because they were hot. Yeah. Everyone was hot and in high school and doing cool things, and you liked the movie. Yeah, that was the strategy in turn-of-the-century cinema. Just, it doesn't really matter if anybody can act. Like, they're attractive. Let's it put really them in a movie. Does it doesn't, No, but <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. I also think that most of these people did a really good job. That's the thing. I love Heath Ledger's performance. Yeah. I just, I just hate the whole concept that a shrew needs to be tamed, you know? Like, no, I know. But just, I just think about him singing that song. And Julia Stiles is great, too. Yeah, I know. Like, and I love, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is cute as hell, and... Andrew Keegan, <laughs> you're so evil, but you're so fine. Oh, gross, so fine. Oh, my God, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Carrie Ann, step aside. <laughs> because it's time for ross's birthday month selections yeah guys just a reminder we're gonna take this last weekend of august off because i've got a trip coming up and uh, in the meantime we're going to be working on the first choice for ross's birthday month oh that's right oh that's right i know that's right Week after next, we will be discussing and breaking down my first birthday month pick. The 1999 (laughs) live-action computer-animated family uh, dramedy. Dramedy! Um, Stuart Little. Oh my God, guys, we have to talk about it. There's so much to talk about when it comes to this movie. There's so much to unpack. I, I, I'll i save it. I won't go into a long explanation. It was a I, comfort film it as was a boy. A co- it was a comfort film. I liked it. I know some of you were on TikTok, and I know some of you have learned some things about this story in I, recent months. Carrie? I know. I, we'll wait to talk about we'll it. We'll wait to talk about it. But I'm astounded. I know. I never would have thought. <laughs> never would have thought. Thanks, Internet. In the meantime, (laughs) you can go follow us on Twitter at KickNStream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at KickingAndStreamingPodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. Don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. Folks want everyone to come and join a little watch party. And also head over to the Patreon. Take a look at what we're doing over there. Become a Little Onion contributor at the $5 level. You'll be so glad that you did. More quality content coming to you from kicking and streaming. <laughs> I'm Karen. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry Mom. Mom.